everybody to another Eat Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Rick Press. Steve Wilson. And guess what? No Bud Kennedy. He's lounging on his palatial estate, but we are joined by a special guest, Robert Philpot. I'm, I'm eating all of Bud's food this week. That's right. And Robert is here on a very special podcast. It is the kickoff of the 2015 DFW.com Burger Battle. Are you guys excited? Uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait for my arteries to harden. <laughs> oh, well, that's bur- negative. <laughs> How many burgers did we eat last, last time? It was 104, I think, total. <laughs> that's not just one person, but I think, Steve, you may have eaten some extra burgers on the side. Yeah, but I regretted it. Every once in a while, I always like, we're eating burgers all the time, and Steve's like, yeah, I went to Whataburger for lunch. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and there's also the, uh, the burgers we eat for research. On, uh, yes. on the way into the battle. Yeah, that's true. We probably didn't keep track of theirs. There's probably about 20 burgers that we check out beforehand. Did we have a little story about that, too? Or We had a little uh, – we mentioned the road trips mm-hmm. we took, and we went as far west as uh, Springtown. Uh, I actually did a little mini battle between Springtown's uh, B&B Burgers and Big John's in Weatherford. It was very close, but uh, I think uh, Big John's won it just on a, a little bit of crispier bacon than uh, B&B had and so their bacon cheese. You can burgers. see the lengths that we go to. 32 of the area's best burger joints pit against each other in an NCAA-style bracket. If you aren't familiar with this, is going to be our fourth DFW.com burger battle. Always one of our favorite things that we do and always one of the things that readers seem to like. We do this every other year? We do it every other year just for our health concerns. <laughs> and also because uh, we'd like to give a chance for sort of new burger players to come into the market. If you did it every year, a lot of times it would be the same players. And and certainly there are some familiar names in this bracket, but there are also a lot of new names. Right, Robert? Well, and um, we've kind of uh, expanded things a little bit uh, to make room for some restaurants that may not necessarily be burger joints, but do uh, a lot of burgers on their menu and have kind of a burger focus like a Swiss pastry shop. Um, started doing burgers a couple of years ago. Uh, Hans Peter Mueller, who does it, always puts these pictures of monster burgers on his Facebook page. Uh, Shaw's Patio burger Bar, porn. yeah, Shaw's Patio Bar and Grill with uh, twenty-one burgers on its menu. I think twenty-one qualifies as a burger joint. And Salsa Fuego, which uh, is a Mexican restaurant, but six it's or eight so popular on. with its burgers that they're planning to open their own burger joint. Right, and so, yeah, we're trying to evolve, although we, we still stay true to the core of it, is that this is a celebration of, of places that do burgers on a daily basis, not just a place that serves one great burger, which we will be addressing at some point because there are some places that, you know, serve these sort of steakhouse, amazing steakhouse burgers, and we certainly want to respect those, and you could make a case that that is the best burger, but these are places that day in, day out, they're making their name on the burgers that they turn out we've um yeah we've we've done a lot of research and even then you'll still hear from people with all the research like why why didn't you put this joint in that's right you have to check out the bubble burgers sidebar on dfw.com this is where the hard choices get made and uh why we all make the big well at least why bud makes the big bucks um (laughs) and there's a few places that uh have been in the bracket in the past that didn't make it in for whatever reason um Sometimes because we wanted to give them uh, a, a new place a chance. Other times they underperformed, uh, went out in the first round the last time around. And sorry, this is a tough uh, this is a tough bracket to crack. And so places like um, 
the Grand Prairie uh, mixed-up mixed up burgers, which has a huge following, uh, and we respect that. But uh, they, we're going to uh, order hair from them. <laughs> they, they've, they've been out. Uh, Surprised we haven't heard from them already. We've been out uh, there. Definitely understand why people like those burgers, but they've lost in the first round. Um, OC Burger, a place that I really enjoyed, uh, didn't do well the last two times around, and so they're out. Others, uh, we're going to talk about the ones that are in, though, right? Mm -hmm. So here it is. It's 32 burgers in an NCAA-style bracket. We have four regions, and they are based on uh, some burger condiments. Pickle, the pickle region, mustard region, bacon region, and ketchup region. That's as cheek, about as cheeky as we get. Otherwise, we're pretty serious with our burgers. Um, and then we got together at a pizza place, no, no less, because we didn't want to eat any early burgers to seed to start talking about the seedings of, of this year's bracket. Let's start going by, uh, let's just talk about the number one seeds first. Um, not a huge surprise here. Rodeo Goat, the former champion, obviously has earned its right as um, the number one seed in the bacon region. But things have changed at Rodeo Goat, right, Robert? Right, right. Uh, Chef Keith Grober has left. They've opened a a new location in Dallas, and sometimes expansion seems to weaken these places a little bit. Uh, we have found Rodeo Goat, even after Keith has left, to be a very strong, solid performer. Yeah, there hasn't been any drop-off there, at least when I've been there. They're, they're still serving the same sort of creative gourmet burgers. Now, some people think maybe the, the combinations go a little over the top. Um, you definitely hear We will definitely hear from people who just want to talk about cheeseburgers and bacon cheeseburgers and things like that, but... That is not the forte of Rodeo Goat. And uh, one of their most uh, popular and somewhat over-the-top creations has undergone a name change, the uh, Chaka Oaxaca, which used to have a, a – the first name used to not have an H in it that nearly created uh, an international incident. This is a PG-13 uh, podcast, so we can say it used to be called the Caca Oaxaca, and uh, we had quite a bit of fun saying that name, and um, the people in the Fort Worth – Convention and Visitors Bureau were sending out all our stories about uh, the burger battle, and I guess it made its way to Mexico, where they were appalled by the notion that the, uh, there would be a hamburger called Caca Oaxaca, and putting together both Caca and Oaxaca. Did the State Department get involved? Yes, uh, there was nearly an international <laughs> incident, and uh, I did talk with Keith Schlabs, who's the GM and one of the owners at Rodeo Goat, and uh, he said eventually it was just made more sense to change it. I don't think we, I don't think Chaka actually means anything specific. It just is a way to kind of keep the burgers sounding the same. And thankfully it still tastes as good. It, it means not Chaka. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. And please, please stop sending us cards and letters. Right. All right. Number one seed in the ketchup region, um, Chop House in Arlington. Powerful performer, uh, two-time runner-up, if I remember right. Uh, chef Kenny Mills, a former steakhouse uh, chef, created this burger joint. It's probably almost five years ago at now at this point, but um, yeah, has finished second, which I know must sting a little bit. But uh, that's because they they continue to serve really good burgers, and always they're usually there toward at the end. Well, in, in 2013, one of the, uh, I think it was in the Elite Eight round, I had the tin per pepper burger there. I can't remember off the top of my head all the peppers that are in this burger, but it was my favorite burger of the entire competition in 2013. Mm -hmm. But it's also uh, a sign of one of the Chop House's problems is a little bit of inconsistency because we went there for, I believe it was the, the final four round, the 
whoever had the ten pepper burger wasn't that impressed with it. We had quite a mixed bag, and we take uh, all the judges and a guest judge on the final four round, and some people loved what they had, and some people were disappointed. Chop House has been consistently good. That's how they continue to advance. It's just uh, every once in a while they may have a slip here or there, but uh, I prefer... I expect them to be there, you know, deep into the competition again this time. The Mustard region, another favorite, Fort Worth favorite, Fred's, who also uh, last time went out in the first round, and that was kind of the shocker of the 2013 Burger Battle. And, um, yeah, we, we still love Fred's. It's uh, other places undergone some expansion. I think Steve can uh, speak to part of this because they've got the Fred's TCU now on Blue Bonnet Circle, plus they've got um, Fred's North. Mm-hmm which is where uh, is Keith, I, Keith, Keith Grover, yeah, Keith. formerly of Rodeo Goat, is now at Fred's North. Cooking cooking up some fancy hot dogs. Right, <laughs> fancy hot dogs, and they're doing a, a green chili fest this weekend. I that I really want to go to that. No extraneous burgers, Robert. Competition burgers at this point. And uh, some of the things that Keith's doing over at the, at the, the North uh, Fred's is these uh, specials like bacon-wrapped meatloaf and other alternatives to a burger. But... We judge at the original location. Right, the one on uh, in the 7th Street area. Right. And, and uh, it has expanded as a new patio, and it, but it still re- retains all of its kind of charm. And uh, the Diablo Burger with the, the Chipotles on it, still one of my favorite burgers in town. Yeah, a lot of great burgers at Fred's. But it does show that, you know, if you're off your game, uh, as, as Fred's was in the, the first round in 2013, they were bounced by uh, Burger Extreme. So that just shows the strength of the, all the burgers in the bracket that even it's not necessarily like an NCAA bracket in the sense that, an, you know, you very, a number 16 seed in the NCAA tournament has never beaten a number one seed. Uh, that is not the case in our bracket. An eight seed has beaten a one. I expect it might happen again this year. And it's got a sleeper against it with Casa Burger, which is a tiny joint in a convenience store in River Oaks. And one of our judges discovered it one day when he drove by and there was a mannequin outside. It's a blonde mannequin wearing a Texas Ranger shirt, <laughs> holding up a sign saying best burgers in town. So we had to go in and check it out. Uh, and after that, I checked it out. It's got like five tables um, one table is occupied by the kids. So. Right. Well, the kids weren't there uh, uh, the day I went, but there was a, there, I've been there twice, and there was one day the kids were there. And it's a very, you know, inconvenient store. We didn't even know it had a name. We're not even sure it had a name when it opened, and you still don't see the name until you're looking at the menu where it says Casa Burger on it. Um, but the burgers have been very good. It's a whole other separate genre of burger joints is the ones that are located Inside a gas station. Right, or a right. We also have store. Uh, Navajo Burger uh, out by uh, Lake Worth. It's been there a while. This is its first time in the bracket. It's another strong um, sleeper contender, I think. And uh, IDC they are, Burger. They are in the in bacon Alita. region. Uh, Navajo Burger has been around for 18 years, but uh, some of the people used to work at Tommy's, and now they, they started their own place out at uh, the Shell Station just off of 820 in Lake Worth, and they go up against Rodeo Goat in the first round. Tough matchup, but uh, I think they're up to it. I want to go back to that mannequin. You know, the I mean, that it was really cute, and the sign that it actually motorized. <laughs> I felt like I was drawn in. <laughs> yeah, I I, I I took a picture of it. It's hard to get a picture from the road or mm-hmm. from the driveway because you're dealing with River Oaks Boulevard, and it's very busy, and mm-hmm. and it's it's not too far. It's from a place that's not in a bracket, uh, Griff's, which is an old school place oh, yeah. that has a big following out there. 
Um, but uh, this, Griffs, this, Griffs need not apply. Yeah, but this is one of the sleepers, <laughs> um, uh, definitely, of, the, of this battle. So let's talk about the number one seed in the pickle region, one of my favorites from the last time around, Hop Dottie. And um, uh, Hop Dottie, uh, a lot of the judges think of it as being the runner-up in 2013, but it actually was kicked out in the semifinals. Um, but it was so strong, people think of it as being the runner-up, and the only thing the big difference was a, uh, a between it and Rodeo Goat was a stale corn chip, which, as I recall, was on Steve's burger. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> it is not our policy to apologize in this case, Steve. <laughs> it was a stale corn chip. No, I, I think uh, it wasn't necessarily the reason they lost. It Both Rodeo Goat and Hop Dottie were so good last time around. There just was very little difference between them in terms of we enjoyed almost every burger that we tried at both places. And, you know, I, I believe you had a chili burger or Terlingua burger mm-hmm. at, at both places. At both places mm-hmm. And you just happened to think that the burger at rodeo goat was a little stronger overall yeah it was a good burger it just like said the chip was stale i mean that- right which is very out of character for one of the things about hop dotty mm-hmm. which is an, an austin-based chain that has at the time had one location in dallas but now there's uh two in dallas one in addison and we hope one will be coming to fort worth i know you've talked to them we Robert. keep hearing rumors but um right now they, they know fort worth is such plans. a great burger town maybe yeah. they don't want to uh, I want to say the chip was on the burger. It wasn't like it was a side condiment. You know? Again, we don't <laughs> apologize, Steve. Stop apologizing. Well, let's let's look at each region. We'll, we'll go quickly between uh, the bacon region, like we said before, uh, the number one seed, Rodeo Goat, but potential challengers in there, number three, the number three seed, M&O Station, well, I, uh, a very popular spot in Fort Worth. On what? I, I'm a, a big fan of M&O Station, and one of the things that uh, it is – Maintain a following, even though it's sort of hidden away. It's on Carroll Street, a little behind uh, the target that's on 7th Street. And it's withstood massive competition. Um, When In-N-Out opened in, uh, I believe that was 2011, (laughs) there were these huge lines of cars going around In-N-Out on 7th Street. And I was, you know, saying, people, don't go there. Go down the street to M&O Station Grill because the the burgers there are better. M&O takes on Jake's and other... Regular contender that was a Final Four burger early on, but has kind of expanded and maybe, you know, has fallen, slipped below the radar. But maybe that's where you want to be in the burger battle, below the radar. Also in that bracket, number five is is Tommy's, which is uh, always going strong as usual. They've opened a second spot over on Forest Park, and I've been there not too long ago. It's really good. But we'll be judging at the Camp Bowie location. Uh, Number seven, Burger Bar. Tell us about that one. Burger Bar is a tiny joint in um, Cleburne, if I recall right. Um, right. It's a 12 by 12, I think. And uh, we, we've uh, heard that only about six people fit in it at one time. Um, it's been in the, the owner's family for decades. Uh, Guy Fieri came to uh, – had a burger challenge at a Cowboys game last year. and I was there. And uh, Burger Bar won this challenge, mm-hmm. which got our attention. After that, we did a review of it, and uh, um, the review is extremely positive and uh, like the joint, and well, like this place has earned its way into the bracket. Yeah, I'm looking forward to trying that out, and it, it faces off against another sort of small place, Offsite Kitchen, which has recently moved into the Trinity Grove space in Oak Cliff. Right, right. Uh, the dining theme park in, in West Dallas, just west of That the- has some uh, 
you know, chef pedigree and offsite kitchen. Also, one of the uh, burgers that got away, I think I remember the Do It Murph style was one of the judges' burgers that got away in the 2013. So keep an eye on that matchup. Uh, let's switch down to the ketchup region. And we said number one is the Chop House Burger there. Number eight, they face off against a new competitor, Beacon Cafe, which is in an interesting location. Beacon Cafe is another one with strong sleeper potential. And it is right off a main runway at Hicks Airfield, which is in very far north Fort Worth. It's just east of Saginaw. It's actually, you could almost consider it Saginaw. And you really have to be paying attention to, to find it because you have to make a turn into the airfield. And the, the owners were saying that they just were expecting uh, to get business from the airport. But the burgers turned out to be so popular. <laughs> if you make a great burger, people will find you. Right, right. So. And that's part of the joy of uh, the burger battle and people who, who seek out great burgers is they lo- they'll go wherever they need to go. If they need to go to a 12 by 12 space in Cleburne or if they need to head out to some airfield that's only open, I think, until 2 or something. They're only open like 7 to 2. Yeah, so check the hours on all these places. Uh, They're not all, you know, open full-scale restaurants. These are burger joints, and uh, that's part of the charm. And you'll actually see small airplanes in the parking lot. (laughs) Again, take a trip out to the airport and uh, watch the planes and eat a great burger. Um, Yeah. I think number four and number five. Number four is Love Shack in the ketchup region. Number five is Salsa Fuego. I think this is one of the big smackdowns of the first round. I mean, two competitors maybe got a tough draw because either one of them could probably go deep into the bracket if they didn't face each other in the first round. Right, right. Uh, Love Shack is, of course, uh, from Tim Love, the Stockyards location. It used to be kind of three or four locations down to one. But Tim Love still serves up a great burger, the Dirty Love Burger. Yeah, I'm, I've always been a fan of that burger. Uh, there's something for me in the patties at Love Shack that it almost has like a coffee flavoring to it. There's something unusual about his, his patties that I really like. And uh, the Dirty Love Burger with the quail egg on it is is one of my favorite there. And the cheese is actually pretty good too on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a well-done burger. It's easily overlooked in the in the sort of flurry of new places that we have in here. This is a place that could easily slip past. But, of course, they have to place against Salsa Fuego, as you mentioned, Mexican restaurant rated among the top five Mexican restaurants in the state by Texas Monthly a few years ago. Um, owner Carlos Rodriguez likes – you turn over to the back of the menu and you've got six or eight burgers, all with kind of a Tex-Mex theme to them, signature burger being this, the Fuego burger. The, the Fuego Burger is a green chili cheeseburger where he does a ring of cheese around the burger that seems to have been inspired by a ring of Saturn. It's really pretty <laughs> they, amazing. They like to call it the halo of cheese. And uh, so I'm really excited about this first round matchup. But uh, also in that bracket, th- this may be the toughest one. Swiss Pastry Shop, as you mentioned, they go up against Bronson Rock, which is uh, a very popular spot out in Keller. And then in the number seven versus number two matchup, Nikki D's from Crowley against uh, an old favorite, Charlie's, uh, over on Old Granbury Road. Nikki D's um, was in the 2011 battle and went up against Fred's. And it was, it was uh, I did that round. And it was a very close round. Um, and I think it's a very good uh, couple to put it pit against each other because Nikki D's is one funky little joint. and As is Charlie's, and, uh, an old little uh, shack. Yeah, and, and uh, Nikki D's... Um, was left down in 2013. I believe we did a play-in, and it was beat by, I, I forget who, who beat it, but um, it's got the attention of uh, Caleb Morning Man, Jody Dean, who 
posted about it on his Facebook page and got a lot of reaction about us uh, leaving it out. Like, you know, this place is so popular. Let's put it back in and give it another shot. The biggest surprise to me, I think, when I uh, went there in 2011 was discovering that the restrooms were outside. They're very clean, but they're not inside the... Are these like real restrooms or like an outhouse or what? I would say, uh, let's say, let's say uh, very upscale um, Porta Johns, maybe Porta King Johns, but they were very clean. I, I will defend their, you know, that was... And, and another important thing to remember about the DFW.com burger battle Aesthetics, mm-hmm. side just, items, just atmosphere, <laughs> service, none of it matters. Right, it's right. just the burger. And so we'll have to put all that aside. Maybe I'll just have to go to the bathroom at the 7-Eleven or whatever. <laughs> but, um, and of course, Charlie's, is, Charlie's barely has an interior. <laughs> Charlie's is a great little uh, space that has performed well throughout the burger battle. And um, they, they serve up really good, flavorful burgers. I love the avocado Swiss burger there. And um, the, the project... The Project X, which is a uh, Tabasco-infused um, burger, which Charlie's has been around for more than 20 years, and they were sort of ahead of the game on these uh, these inventive uh, mm-hmm. burgers. You, I don't, the place is too funky to call them gourmet, but they were doing the, the type of burgers you see at the gourmet uh, spots well before these gourmet spots opened. And, yeah, Charlie's the Reader's uh, Champion uh, in 2011. Um, just remember that you can vote for your favorite. It isn't just the judge's who get to decide. Of course, we're the ones who go around eating all the burgers. And one of the things I say that differentiates our burger battle from everybody else who puts out lists of best burgers is that we actually go to each one of these places and eat them. I mean, you know, it's easy to say that a place has a great burger or that it's it's not as good as it used to be. Uh, but I can guarantee you that most of those lists, are, they, they have not been to those places in the same week that they write about it. And, and we are. And we eat them over and over again. If they advance, we eat them again. So Yeah, and so th- that that's another hallmark of our burger battle is you can't just be good once. You've got to be good multiple times. You've got to be consistent. Now, you can have a little slip, but if you have a big slip, you're out. doesn't matter who you are. So let's keep going. Mustard region, Steve's favorite region because he loves mustard on <laughs> his burgers. Uh-huh. Fred's, number one seed versus Casa Burger. We talked about that a little bit. That's an interesting matchup. Number two seed, Kincaid's. Probably the the best-known name in Fort Worth Burgers. Mm -hmm. This place serves a great old-school burger. Half-pound patties. Everything from the toppings is usually well done. They have have solid buns. They're not using the store-bought buns anymore. Uh, The bacon, they they know how to cook up their bacon there. So I'd say – but they, of course, face uh, number seven, Chuitos, which tell us about that place. Which is another place that's in – it's on North Main as you're approaching the stockyards from downtown. And uh, it's another place with a a heavy Latino influence. We get a lot of chorizo cooked into the patties. One of the burgers is called the – El Chingon, uh, which I believe loosely translates into ass kicker. Uh, I think they spell ass with two Zs. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll bleep this out. <laughs> Go ahead. No need. We're allowed to say that. Right? Uh, El, El Chingon may, may even be stronger than ass kicker. Yeah, so. lot, we'll, 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 we'll ask heard, around first. They, they, also have a birthday, they also have a burger called No Mames, which uh, is – Loosely translated into an exaggeration burger, but I was talking to one of our Spanish-speaking um, colleagues here, and he said, you don't want to put no mames into the newspaper because it, <laughs> it has another meaning. And so I'm taking his word for it. It's not one we can talk about here. So they have to beep this out too. You don't have to beep out no mames but, uh, uh, on, a, on a podcast. But uh, that, that was the same 
colleague who, when he first heard about the Kaka Oaxaca, he said, uh, do they know what that means? <laughs> yeah, maybe you shouldn't play around with the language if you don't really know it. But um, so Chuitos, yeah, and another place that serves that sort of what they call a ranchero patty, um, part chorizo, part beef. They also put pico de gallo in some of their patties. So right, really I, uh, interesting place, but uh you're going to have a tough run. You're going to get a spicy burger at Chihuahua. Yeah, you're going to have a tough run against a place like Kincaid's. Um, also in that mustard region, Maple and Motor, one of the one of Dallas's um, these are best-known burgers. Against Twisted Root, two, um, two Dallas burger spots that have made it onto, uh, got the Guy Fieri seal of approval. They've both been on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Twisted Root has become kind of a mini chain. They're up to like 12 locations, and they're not just in, in North Texas anymore, so... Yeah, always interested to see if they've uh, taken their eye off the ball at the original. We'll be judging at the Deep Ellum location. Uh, Maple and Motor, still a one-off, but Jack Perkins, of course, has opened a, a barbecue joint, too. So there's a chance there that maybe Maple and Motor could slip. Um, four and five, another tough matchup. Four seed Thurber Mingus, um, and you can explain where that name comes from in a second, versus Big John's, as you mentioned, in Weatherford. Uh, Big John's is on the square in Weatherford, a uh, real friendly um, kind of brew puppy type of atmosphere. Um, had a really good bacon cheeseburger there as part of the research going in that, that earned its way um, into um, this year's bracket. Thurber Mingus also has sort of a uh, Western theme to it because as you're driving from Fort Worth to, say, Abilene or El Paso, you will pass a freeway exit for the towns of Thurber. And Mingus. I did that recently, actually, and I was like, of course, I only knew it as the burger joint. <laughs> and uh, Cody Bauman, who uh, opened the joint, he grew up in the San Angelo area, and what he's going for at Thurber Mingus, which is on White Settlement Road in uh, West Fort Worth, what he's going for is a, a West Texas cantina feel. So there's a taco menu, but he also has a, a menu of like uh, about a half dozen burgers that also have this bit of a border influence to them. Finally, let's talk about the pickle region, my favorite. The pickle, underappreciated condiment. We talked about number one, Hop Dottie, uh, kind of the powerhouse in that region. But they're going up against uh, the Reader's Champion from 2013, Tom's Burgers in Arlington. It kind of has that old diner look to it, Tom says. It's in an old Denny's Diner building. Right, yeah. just off of I-30. Um, makes a great flame, gro- flame broiled burger there, right? Yeah, what the, what Burger King should do. you know. The- <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, higher end than Burger King, <laughs> right. for sure. But uh, if you like that frame, flame broiled yeah. taste, as I do, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they, my beloved OC Burger used to make that mm-hmm. too, they're gone. They seem to uh, be the one place that really straddles the line between the old school and the new school. You'll find a section of the menu that looks like the you know the full cheeseburger, burger, cheeseburger, bacon cheeseburger type of burger, and then you'll find the gourmet section of the burger where they have uh, a bunch of more um, creative selections. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number two seed in the pickle region, Johnny B's, uh, favorite out in South Lake. They do amazing things. They're cheese whizzes, let's say, out there. <laughs> they don't use cheese whiz, but they do amazing things with the way they melt their cheese on this sort of thin patty burgers. <clears throat> A big popular spot out in South Lake. They go up, up against Shaw's, Robert mentioned, uh, as a place on Magnolia Avenue. It's uh, Shaw's, that's a name that goes back until at least the 80s in uh, Fort Worth restaurateurs. Uh, David and Ann Shaw were on the Fort Worth restaurant scene before we were calling it a Fort Worth restaurant <laughs> scene and had uh, several restaurants. Uh, they had uh, the Abernathy Sports Bar. Um, they had, I believe it was called Shaw's on Blue Bonnet Circle, uh, like in the early 90s. 
And they had an Italian restaurant, uh, Magnolia, that they changed into uh, this patio bar and grill around 2011 and added this 21 burger section to the menu. And again, it, you kind of get the old school stuff and it gets a little more inventive as you go down the menu. Interesting place, nice patio. You want to hang out on Magnolia Avenue. Number three, Dutch's, another, a TCU favorite, and a little bit, as you said, under the radar. Has been in every burger battle so far, and has always done pretty well. Advanced several rounds and uh, big half pound patties. There, really high end meat that they use. Um, lost a squeaker to Johnny B's the last time around. Could face them again if they if both advance. Um, they they go up against Burger Extreme, the the place in South Fort Worth that uh, upset Fred's last time. And Burger Extreme is uh, it's a another funky little place. It's uh, in a little strip shopping center at the at Alta Mesa Road and um, a cart. Uh, you go in there and you get. They're not kidding around when they say extreme. The burger patties are huge. The um, toppings are huge. Um, these are easily shareable burgers, um, and uh, you, you sort of get that sort of cheeseburger cheeseburger feel from the way they serve <laughs> you there too. But um, but these burgers aren't messing around. These are really really good, strong, flavorful burgers. And then the final matchup in that region, uh, Good Friend, which is way out in, near, in the White Rock Lake area, sort of a bar that also just specializes in amazing uh, burgers did did pretty well last time around they face idc burger which is out in alito but also has a location in the stockyards uh yeah the the alito location is in is another place that's inside the gas station um the stockyards location it's inside one of the hotels but he's already talking about it's doing so well there he's already talking about trying to get a separate location so that's a that's a good one to keep an eye on so that's that's a rundown of each region um, certainly some some new fresh meat as we call it in the bracket but also um, you know some really tested places that are not going to go down without a fight and there, and speaking of fresh meat we you know definitely check out the bubble burger um, bracket too because there were 10 places that almost hurt to not put them in the bracket, but we only have 32 slots and we want to have room for returning players as well as the new players. I think it actually gave us like an extra week or two to get this out because we just couldn't decide the, the bottom right, part. We of had the... to go ahead and check out a few places. Uh-huh. Uh, in the past, we've done some play-in rounds. Uh, honestly, just felt like, <laughs> you know, we didn't want to meet, eat too many more burgers than we had to. Um, we could go to 64, maybe at some point we will, but <laughs> Uh, the popularity of the burger, you know, that could happen. You, you certainly could put 64 burgers in there. We have no fast food burgers in here at all. Um, in the past, we've included the top fast food burgers like Whataburger, In-N-Out, Five Guys, uh, even Smash Burger. They're out. We'll be writing about them and rating them along the way. We'll also be writing about the one-hit wonders. All right, so Steve, Robert, give us, give me some of your, give me your sleepers. Two sleepers that you think might be able to sneak through here, Robert. Who do you think? Well, I, I think I've mentioned my sleepers are Navajo Burger, which does a, a really... Um, it's an eight seed yeah, in the bacon region. And it does a, a really good... Uh, the Navajo Burger itself, a jalapeno bacon cheeseburger, is really good. And uh, Casa Burger, just because it's got that... You know, you don't expect what you're getting when you go in there. You... Go into this little convenience store thing, and uh, this is an eight seed in the, the mustard region up against Powerhouse Fred's. Um, Robert likes to bet on those long shots. Yeah, but you, you, well, I'd, I'd like Casa Burger myself too. I'm at uh, 
uh, you know, one thing that mansion's pretty cute. <laughs> you know, and the waving that I'm little. I'm starting sign. to worry about how much you keep talking about this mannequin. Steve. You recognize that it's a mannequin, right? Yeah, well, you don't at first. That's the thing. That's the beauty of it. Okay, you, you probably should cut this off. Your wife is probably one of the listeners to this uh, podcast. Uh, but they have lots of. It's a, a gas station, so they have all these. You can get like a Mexican Coke or something. They have a lot of selections of of stuff you can drink with your burger. Uh, the only problem is like there's like the tables. Uh, there's a couple of small tables and a couple of like four seaters. So it's just hard to you know find a seat if if there's a lot of people in there. I think there are more tables in this room than there are at, um, at Casa Burger. Mm-hmm. So any sleepers from you, Steve? Well, like I said Casa Burger was was uh, one of the ones that that uh, I was really interested in. Um, Okay, so here's my uh, thought, is that I think Dutch's is one of those places. Now, I, I don't know if you can call a number three seed a sleeper, but I think that's a possibility of a place that... I don't consider that a sleeper. <laughs> well, but it's a three seed. They're not the one or two. They're not a favorite, necessarily. Well, I could pick some, some, some and, high seed ones if you wanted me to do that. <laughs> well, I, but I, I, I'm saying that it's it's the sleeper to go all the way, and if it, to be able to do that, they would have to take down... Not just Johnny B's, but they'd have to take down probably Hop Dottie and Rodeo Goat and, and some of these other big names. So that's my – I also think Salsa Fuego is, is an outside – they're a five seed. They're first timer, but uh, people get pretty excited about those burgers. And um, I think Nikki D's is another place people might get excited about. So uh, we want people to go out and try these burgers. Uh, one of the most fun things <laughs> that happens is that people – Follow us around as not 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 literally, but occasionally we we hear from people who are eating their way through the bracket as as much as they can, and uh, we'll say that if you can send us receipts from all these places, we'll enter you in a prize to win a DFW.com Burger Battle T-shirt. If you can send us receipts from ten of these places within the last several weeks, so we'll have that in dfw.com and we'll we'll uh we want you to go out and try these places you can tell us we're crazy you can tell us we're right but uh certainly we're not the only opinion on this matter but we are doing our best to eat our way through all these burgers there's a readers one too so So there's a readers poll again you can cast your votes for your favorite but it's more fun if you go out and actually try them before you vote we want you to try them before you do a reader's poll thing. Right. But, mean, you know, there's there's always that sense, oh, I know this place is better than that place. Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy to, to look at the reader's bracket and say, well, I'm going to vote for Tommy's over Hollywood Burger because I've been to Tommy's and I've never been to Hollywood Burger. We, we've actually, uh, Tom's in Arlington in 2013, he actually told people to go to the uh, to Charlie's, which was right. his main competition, and he told his customers to go there and see who was better. Yeah, no, and, and we've definitely heard of that kind of, uh, scouting where, you know, that we've heard that the owners of Charlie's and when Pops was in it, they would actually go to the other places that were in the bracket and try them out because they wanted to see for themselves. And they were impressed. I remember. I want to get back to one thing. You said T-shirts. Are we getting T-shirts this year? Uh, that's in the works. <laughs> okay. Not you. <laughs> Why, are you going to give one to the mannequin as a gift? No, no I, 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 yeah, I was going to lie. I, I hadn't heard about these T-shirts. So I was going, this sounds like, I'd like a T-shirt. We'll see. You you do a good job as a judge, and you'll get a T-shirt, maybe even a hat. We'll see. All right, so uh, let's go out and eat some burgers, fellas, right? And hurry back, bud. We need you to eat some burgers, bud. <laughs>